Welcome to the Battle Ready Podcast. My name is Aaron McManus, and I am here with my dad, Erwin McManus. Happy Thanksgiving. Merry oh. Christmas. My gosh. Oh my goodness, it's our 50th episode. We only have one candle lit. What happened? All right. What happened? Is this 50? There's a light in the darkness. What's underneath (laughs) this? I want some. What's underneath this? What is it? We've got a cake. Kevin, come here. Put your face in the cake. Is it is it um is it funfetti? No, it's not. Is it? Get us forks. We're going to destroy this thing now. All right. 50 episodes. Ready? Wait a minute. This is amazing. We're celebrating our 50th. We can't do it with our mouth. We gotta do it with our hands. Ready? One, One two, two, three. three. All right, Jedi. Uh, we got it. Happy so 50th. Good. Please don't. That's the gift. That's the gift. That's the gift. That's the gift. Okay, 50th episode. It's kind of a big deal. Well, we just came off of Thanksgiving, and I guess there's a chemical for all of us that've been eating turkey. It's called. Tryptophan. Tryptophan. And I'm not a fan of tryptophan because it gets you sleepy, although sleeping I is not a bad thing. I slept so much this weekend. Now, do we sleep because of the tryptophan or do we sleep because we of the gluttony? Honestly, <laughs> I kept coming over your house mm-hmm. and falling asleep. And I like uh, the, on Sunday, I finally just apologized and was like, I'm so sorry. And you're like, no, it's fine. You feel safe here. And I was like, yeah. And I just literally passed out on the couch and <laughs> fell asleep again. So today is our post or anti-tryptophan episode. Yes, post-Thanksgiving. Hope you made it. So we want to help you make we the know. hard turn yes. back to productivity. Productivity. So that's what I want to talk Get about. Get started. What Just does, do it. What does your most productive day look like? That's what I want to talk what about. What does my most productive day look like? Well, today I was still a little hungover <laughs> from the tryptophan. Because <laughs> I, I honestly, I woke up like later than I normally do. And which is still fairly early, but I so what, so what time do you normally wake up? About five thirty. You're a pretty early. Five thirty a.m. Yeah, yeah. Uh, most days. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we've been we've been working on a project. Shout out to Ross Tanner and the crew um, in Europe, who's been helping me code the website for your new launch, which has been amazing. I'm so excited. Yeah, and so we've been staying up pretty late. And then getting up pretty early because our time schedules are off. And so trying to stay up to date with that. And I was, it was Thanksgiving morning and I was up early <laughs> on my computer working with Ross. And he's like, I know it's a holiday, but it's not a holiday here. Like and he's in it, Ireland. He's, I think he's in Ireland. Or in, I don't know where the other place or is. Or somewhere in, yes. in the former Soviet Union. I called him a Russian and then he <laughs> said, I know I'm Irish. But, okay. um, but so uh, we worked on Thanksgiving. And then mom finally like yelled at me and was like, you can no longer be on your computer, put it away or I'll put you away. <laughs> and But it, I'm really excited because, you know, we're out of the Thanksgiving weekend. We are, we are getting ready to launch the brand in f- three days. Well, Irwin, if y'all make Manus launches with its yes. uh, sub-brand Irwin, I'm so excited. So excited. You're not an early riser. I'm an early, no, I'm an early to bed. No. Yeah, you I go I, to sleep early in the morning. That's right. I go to I go to bed early in the morning. So Not healthy. Early to bed. The, the funny thing is, is that you've <laughs> sent me to like all of this sleep training, like like studying sleep, like yes. studying my brain waves. I'm a sleep expert. You sent me to a place, which is um, it's actually incredible. Our friends are really are, are part of it, but they yes. actually got a government grant. Like they're a part of the government like process now for yeah. guys with um, post traumatic stress disorder. Right. I would say sleep as I and say, not as I do. Mm-hmm. What did you say? Is it sleep as I say, not as sleep I do? Sleep as I say, not as I do. <laughs> but he, you have all these rules for being healthy yes. and getting back on a cycle. You yes. don't follow them though. I try to. You try to. And then, but when I get out of sync. 
I'm really out of sync. Okay. So right now, like last night- You went to sleep at I what? went to sleep maybe pressing toward two and woke up about four. Oh. So I got my- But you tell me every day that, that, or almost every day, that, that the desired sleep time, the healthiest time to go to sleep is- between 10 and 2. That's right. Like, you, not go to sleep. You need to be asleep between 10 and 2. That's right. Your, your brain actually only gets real rest, regenerative rest, if you're asleep from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Those four hours are the critical hours to, for brain health. And this is a part of, like, the brain study that we were both a part yeah, of. a lot of... And, I, I've and been if a you're part like, of three neuro clinics over you, the years. Over, yeah. yeah. And if you're listening to us and you're like, what kind of brain study is this? <laughs> Two doctors that are part of our church... Um, are part of one of those part of, yeah one of those centers that's yeah. right and so and so they kind of got us onto it and it's really cool stuff they actually work with like football players um, PTSD guys basically anyone who's had um, dramatic brain trauma right. whether it's collisions or maybe it's just like you're not able to get on a sleep cycle and they really help you train your brain and for anyone who's wondering yes I've had traumatic brain trauma yes yes <laughs> so. and being your son so have i <laughs> so have i i'm sorry for all the trauma that <laughs> yes. Yes. i forced you into in, throughout your life but so any, anyway yes yes i want to say that when i'm operating at my healthiest level i'm sleeping before midnight and but that's been rare throughout my life and um right now i'm in a, a no sleep cycle you don't sleep much. Yeah, I, it, and it's because I'm so excited about launching this uh, but we were both, new line. But we were both talking about how we how yeah. we have like nervous ticks right now. Yeah, like, yeah. And so we're my we got lip these... literally <laughs> keeps ticking, like twitching. So he's got a, a lip twitch, and, and I got here, an eye twitch. Like so so this is not bad already. The mental health podcast. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, although I would say that we talk a lot about mental health because it's so important. It is, and it's something yeah. we've struggled with. But also, I feel like it's a mountain. Where I feel like it's a mountain. Everyone's climbing mm-hmm. to some degree, right. whether you admit it or not. And now we're in a generation and a time where people admit it more than which ever before. Which is so healthy. Which yeah. is the first step is just admitting that you're going through something yeah. and tell some, telling someone you're not okay. Yeah. And I said the difference maybe right now is that I'm not sleeping because a thousand ideas are running through my mind. So I'm not sleeping based on excitement and energy and uh, a positive force in that. Um, where it's dangerous is when you're not sleeping because of anxiety and stress uh, and even depression. And so because it, it's odd to me so oftentimes when people are depressed, they drink. And I have to remind them that the alcohol is a depressant and you're just adding to the problem. Right. And um, insomnia is a depressant. Right. And if you, if you want to have the effect of drugs without taking drugs, don't sleep. Right. And, and so when you're depressed and you don't sleep, it adds to the depression. So you have to make sure that when you're in those more negative emotions that you get plenty of sleep. Right now, I would say I'm just super wired. I'm super excited. I'm super happy. I'm yeah. I'm wired to go. And so I can't sleep because it's like Christmas Eve every single day waiting for the launch. And I'm the elf. I'm all the elves. <laughs> you are all the elves working I'm really all, hard. <laughs> thank goodness for, we have an incredible like team, tech team, mm-hmm. production team, but a lot of our questions that we could not figure out get answered through amazing brains but you know shout out to um nicole lewis who has been like the photographer and product photographer for everything and and we have so many amazing friends who've just like come in and i'm like can you just come in and shoot for two to four hours mm-hmm. and they don't even know what they're shooting and then ends up turning out really cool in the other room there's literally a shoot going on i'm taking a break from here you were yep. shooting something earlier for christmas yep. and it's just been it feels like we're getting on a rhythm again well, we're back at work 
And I want to give a shout Come out at me, to Gavin Newsom. John Thomas. I want to give a shout out to, to Gab. I want to give a shout out to uh, Carlos or I Carlitos. I want to give a shout out to Mayor Garcetti, who cannot keep me in my house. <laughs> you cannot. <laughs> oh, you're on a roll. All right. So I think this, we've already begun this conversation about having, fun. having your most productive day. We are. Because you, you cannot have your most productive day if you're not bringing your passion into that day. No. When you're doing something you're passionate about, you yes. instantly increase My the capacity. My lips twitching again. I'm nervous. Keep going. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just going to point it out when it's happening. Keep going. When you have your most passionate day, you... When you're doing something you love, when you're doing something you're passionate about, you become instantaneously more productive. Yes. And when you're doing something that you don't love, when you do something as obligation or requirements, um, you usually do not bring the same level of passion and productivity. So to achieve greatness, would you compare the the achievement of greatness to an uphill battle, an uphill battle? Like a mountain we climb. Let's get very biblical in it. But, or anything. Because when I was in Soul Cycle class with Angela Davis, uh, which is so hard. And then on top of it, she is so hard and tough. And she personifies passion. Yes. But she also talks a lot about, because you, you know, you tie yeah. it up. Like now I actually rode bike and I actually mm -hmm. cycled for real. But like, well, not that it's not for real. Angela Davis, if you're listening to this, it's not that I, I'm, you have to understand what I'm saying. And Angela Davis, if you're listening, where is my army swag? Yes. Okay, where there's is no it? merch coming this no, way. No, there's nowhere. You want, you, when you hit us up for that McManus <laughs> discount, all I'm going to say is, <laughs> where's the army? The discount is you get to... The discount is... You I'm just kidding. <laughs> if she asks me anything, I'll say yes. Um, oh, so true. But but like when you get on a bike, she you know you turn the resistance up and you go. She said you got to climb. It's time to climb. Yeah. It's time to climb. Right. When you're trying to achieve greatness, do you feel like it is an uphill battle at times? That that do you have to become addicted to the climb? Ooh, that's good. Yeah, that's a great principle. Mm. To be highly productive, you have to become addicted to the climb. But then there's like workaholics, which Mariah says I'm a workaholic. And she also is a workaholic, which is ironic. <laughs> I just say you work, you work, you're a workaholic from home because she figures out how to like put her studio or do whatever yeah. she's doing in her house. Brooke, you've worked for Mariah. Uh, is she a workaholic? She loves to work. She loves to work. Say, she? say it in the mic. Say it into the mic. She loves to work. Yes. We want a record of that. Mariah we McManus do. is a workaholic. So whenever she adds me <laughs> and comes at me for Aaron, you work too much. Mm -hmm. I'm like, Mariah, what did you just do five minutes ago? She's always working. Yeah. But as your dad, I'm going to make an observation. Okay. You are happier when you're working. Of course. You're happier when you feel productive. What else am I going to do? I'm <laughs> single, man. There's nothing. There's like, there's no restaurants to go out to. What am I going to do? Sit at home? Watch The West Wing, which I do love. I'm on season two. You, you could try dating. Where, where, where would you like me to go? Where, where would you like me to go? The grocery store? We can go to the grocery store. We can go get a coffee and go on a walk. But let's talk about that. Let's break that down. No ideas. That's the. You have no ideas. No, let's break you this down psychologically. You could not date in this type of environment. <laughs> what? Talk about it. Talk about it. What are you gonna say? What? When you're working, you have adrenaline flowing. You have all the right chemicals, all the right chemical compounds inside of your body that are actually activating happiness, and we don't realize that we humans are a composite of chemicals. Yeah. And when um, when we're passionate about something, when we're excited about something, when we're, we feel productive and, and are stepping into our intention, we're actually 
um, elevating all those positive, you know, whether it's the serotonin or the mel or the or the uh, this, is no 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 the testosterone or the adrenaline yes and all that blood pumping you know all, all that stuff is actually working when you're working. Right, and those are the very things that you need to get out of lethargy. So one of the sometimes the catch twenty two is when someone's uh, depressed or apathetic or, lethar- or lethargic, the very chemicals they need to get out of that do not get activated while they're lethargic. You have to get up and go against your feelings. You have to go against what is actually holding you in paralysis, and trust that the productivity will actually get all the right chemicals going again. See, I love that. Okay, so sometimes I get in these slumps. Like I would feel like when I'm not working, I get really down. Yes. But then sometimes when I'm working on the things that I really don't love, I get really down. Yes. And not everything (laughs) I'm going to do, I'm going to love. That's true. Like I don't love building a website. Like that was not something I loved. I did it because we needed to do it. And I liked working with the people I worked with. But like... That's not something I love to do. But you did it out of love. No. I refuse. <laughs> I did it out of like. <laughs> I love you, and you asked me if I would like to do this. Well, actually, I didn't even ask you if you'd like to do it. You said, I need you to do this. <laughs> you have a, this is how you're a great, this is where you are on a leadership podcast because you don't even ask. I just knew it was you weren't going to do the website. <laughs> so I was like, I guess this falls on me. I started figuring it out, and you connected me with your like friend, and then we ended up getting it all done. So, But that, again, we have another principle for being productive. Okay. The first one is bringing your passion, because the more passion you bring, the more productive you become. Okay. But I, I think another principle in being productive is collaboration, mm. is um, realizing that even though you have a lot to do, Everything you do isn't necessarily supposed to be done by you. It's about finding the right people that can help you move forward and accomplish great things. This is an interesting thing because I call you out for this a lot. You tend to collaborate with people you don't need at all. (laughs) Like, I genuinely need Nicole to take the photo. Like, I guess I could take the photos. They wouldn't be as good. I I understand the concept of it. But, like, you are a true soloist that chooses to be collaborative. I am like the C squad that's trying to move up to the A squad. No, and sometimes they let me play practice with them. They pra- let me practice with them. See, I think that's an illusion. I see, the, it, the reason I'm seen as a soloist is because I'm so good at collaboration. Oh. <laughs> and uh, and it, 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 it's just like the... Um, I want sound effects. Yes. Oh. Yeah, Brian, where are the sound effects? How come we don't get great sound effects? You just don't it has hear our them podcast right elevated to the place where we can have great sound effects. I want explosions. Absolutely. <laughs> no, it's the perfect example of the uh, New York Patriots versus um, Bilicek and Brady. The Patriots versus the Miami Heat, for sure. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Different sports. <laughs> yeah, Roger Federer versus Colin Kaepernick, for sure, yeah. All right. Hey, stay with me for a minute. I'm with you. The, the big question was, does, did Tom Brady make Belichick or did Belichick make Tom Brady? Did the, the coach make the quarterback or the quarterback made the coach? And the irony is that neither one of them is the answer. It's the team. It's and Edelman. It's Julian Edelman. Because now you see Brady not succeeding 
at the level that he had before with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and you see the Patriots definitely not succeeding it's like without w- Tom Brady. <laughs> it's like we and- watched a divorce. And they both pretended to be happier with other people, and they both just are tragically unhappy. <laughs> that's right, and that's that's the problem. Is that in, I shouldn't be laughing about that. in life. Yes, you have rare opportunities to have true chemistry and collaboration. Mm. And what happens so oftentimes when you have genuine chemistry is that the the sum total is greater than the sum of the parts, mm. and you can actually begin to misperceive the value of the collaboration. You can think, oh, I'm so much better than everyone else. So I don't need them. They need me. And I think what was what you what you actually see in the the Brady Belichick controversy is the sense of I don't need the other person. This is a Kobe and Shaq moment. Very, very much. Like Kobe couldn't understand that as Except much for Kobe as, won though. <laughs> no, if, if if he'd been able to see that his greatness was elevated by Shaq's greatness. They would have had probably eight championships, and he would have been in conversation of the greatest of all time, they both singularly outside of Jordan. But because it, it being solo was more important than being uh, collaborative, that chemistry was lost. And they both went on to win one, though, right? Without yeah. Each well, other. he Kobe got two more without and Shaq. And then Shaq got one more with and the then Heat, right? Shaq got one more with the Heat. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. yeah. And my point is that there's clear greatness on in in both of them. And clear greatness in the franchises, but there are unique moments where when you collaborate, you have a chemistry that makes you greater than you would ever be apart. And and I, so I think it's funny that you would call me a soloist because the way I would have described myself throughout my life is I had no unique talent. And so because I had no unique talent, I had to learn how to, if you have no unique talent, but extraordinary vision for life. You have to you have to find a way to collaborate. You have to become an orchestra conductor. So if you're not the cellist and you're not the violinist and you're not the percussion and you're not the brass and yet you want to create great music, you have to see the value of being the conductor. You you don't make a sound, but you create a extraordinary sound, bringing people together. And that's what you're doing right now. And you're bringing a team together. And you're really good at even though you say you're not good at collaboration. When the productivity increases, when the demand for excellence elevates, you start looking for people that you can bring together to do something really extraordinary. So to optimize productivity, passion, collaboration, and what would you think? Commitment. Ah. Because I'm not very good at commitment. And I feel like when you don't achieve productivity if you're not committed to the project. I agree 100%. But maybe that's a prerequisite, but I feel like there's a lot of people who work for people that they're not committed to. Yeah. A lot of productivity comes down to this really, really unsexy thing called hard work. Like, are you willing (laughs) to be here until the project is finished? Yeah. And you're a, I'm going to be the first one there and the last one to leave. I tried for sure. Like, yeah, for sure. And And you, you, you have a hard time tolerating people who... Show up late, leave I, early. I really do. Because you show up early and leave and late I because you want them. Because I can't think of a person that isn't like that in our world now. And, but you, you really love when people elevate with you, and yeah, bring well, the same level of hard work. I, I just feel like it's. I feel like I love watching people give everything they have. 
right? Mm-hmm. And even if I, even if they're going to a place like I can't go with them anymore, because there's so much in our world where it's technically specific, we're like, mm-hmm. I can't do that with them, but yeah. I can, I can check in and say hi, or I can go see what it's like. And I get really excited about the finished product. But I think it's because I'm more of a coach. Like I've always seen myself more as the coach player than the person, the person on the, on the team because mm-hmm. I I like I enjoy the the continual practice and the continual search for new talent and 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 like observing the talent and getting to witness it and be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've still do this a lot. I think I'm a number two in an organization, and someday I'll be a number one, maybe. But I enjoy being a number two, three, four, five. And that's basketball references because mm-hmm. I enjoy like being a part of the crew sometimes mm-hmm. or just scouting talent and seeing what's going on. Mm-hmm. But with that, so commitment, I don't feel like you can ever get to a place where you're passionate or get to a place where you're truly collaborative unless you are committed to not only the team, but to mm-hmm. the project or to the thing at hand, the task at hand. Yeah, There's been moments in my life where I know I'm not committed to it. And so I don't give it everything. I give it yeah. a piece of me, not mm-hmm. the whole part of me. Yeah. And then how do you do that? How do you be committed to something and achieve productivity without losing yourself in the commitment? Because I think mm. oftentimes, like I've turned down, like we were talking, you keep always messing with me about going on a date, but like <laughs> I went, jumped on a FaceTime while we were shooting something and mm-hmm. with Nicole and she's taking photos right now. But then we, I got on, jumped on FaceTime with a girl and we were like going to hang out. And then we worked for a, lo- a while longer and then we worked the next day and then we worked the next day. And I didn't have time to hang out with her. And even though I tried, it was also like, I'm not going to give up what I'm committed to, to like go and figure this thing out. And I think I make a mistake at times, mm-hmm. but then at the other times I'm like, I don't, I, other people don't have the luxury of choosing when to work and whatnot. Right. So I'm going to choose work most of the time, mm-hmm. unless I genuinely need right. to not work. So and how by do the you way, balance commitment? That's what people who oftentimes choose a stable salary don't understand of people who are actually um who choose entrepreneurialism entrepreneurship yeah because the entrepreneur doesn't work less than the person on salary no he works it works you, way you have, more you have to wake, work way more and yeah. the person who owns a company they don't work less than the employee who works for the company they have to work more or they will not have a company and so hard work is a huge part of success in this kind of dynamic but but you you actually said something else that really inspires me you talked about how you loved identifying things and pulling people, pulling things out of people, pulling talents and, yeah. and gifting. And, and I realize both of us have one of our, uh, what, what is called upcycled or repurposed um, yeah. pieces for, for um, McManus, for Erwin Raphael McManus. And you have a hero human. Yeah. I, and I think I have one too, right? You do. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, I, and I thought, oh, this is such a beautiful human metaphor because uh, we're finding discarded pieces that other people may not see value in. We're adding a little bit of, uh, well, a lot of design and uh, an inspiration to them, and and creating higher value for them. And I think one of the things in life, and I think it's because you feel it's a part of your story. You feel that oftentimes you were overlooked, or people didn't see the the potential, the talent in you. For sure, I think even now, I'm never the first choice. And and so you you kind of 
there's a, a sense of wanting someone to see the potential in you and upcycle you and go, oh, I see what you can do. And so you upcycle people all the time. You take people that others would overlook or others would discard, and you pull them in and you give them responsibility and you really do pull them into a higher level of, of their, their own productivity. Yeah, I would say, well, one, I would say this, because, you know, if you're listening to this, and you're like, well, I'm on his team. Am I like not up to the up to the level? No, no, I'd say I, I'm surrounded by really talented people. But like my personal life, like a lot of like a lot of my friends are quirky, because I'm <laughs> weird. Like, I'm a weird dude. So then most of my friends are pretty different. Mm-hmm. And I was talking about this with someone I was like, I would I will almost I will never choose a famous person over a really interesting person in my entire because I don't think fame's interesting. But like, because I like I one of my we need to put that on the board. No, because I, I will never choose a famous person over a really interesting person. I think that's really a good insight. I like I, that. I'm trying not to go in on anyone that we know, so I'm gonna be very careful. But <laughs> what I mean, but I mean by this too is like. Like you look at like our, I think Mosaic on a scale, like whenever people come into Mosaic, they're like, wow, this is, this is everyone's fascinating mm-hmm. because people are truly unique. And I think that's a different, like, like, I don't think there's a lot of pe- like most people go to p- find community in places where people are just like them. Mm-hmm. But I think the commonality of Mosaic is that we all believe in something really special and we believe in the way that's messaged, but then we are also really committed to the differences in each other. Mm. And that's something I really have always resonated with to the point where it sometimes can feel lonely because you're like, why isn't there someone else that gets this mm-hmm. like a wife or, a, or even a girlfriend or even a girl to go on a date with? Can I get an amen, Brian? Amen. <laughs> amen. How about just a friend who's a girl? But then I but then I just am like, but then I'm like, people are boring. And I get over them and I'm like, you look cool, but you're boring. And so I do, I, I have that issue. Okay, where I'm so like, what makes a person interesting? What makes a person well when the fact that like what one when other people just talk about other people, they're not interesting. Mm-hmm. When they can talk about anything else, and I think so many people in LA only talk about other people. But you know what I think is the, the least TMZ interesting? Thing? What? The least interesting thing is when a person only talks about themselves. Oh, right. I mean that that. So maybe sometimes it's fun. Though. So there's so if if you're only interested in yourself or if you yeah. only talk about other people, yeah, that puts you in the less interesting category. So now let's talk about what makes a person more interesting. I think what makes people more well, it's just it's like we watch a lot of old British shows because mom <laughs> loves them. So yeah. during the holidays, it's like watch mm-hmm. Emma. I'm like, well, I don't want to watch Emma. <laughs> watch Pride and Prejudice. I do like Pride and Prejudice, but you, let's watch. You know, and we we they talk a lot about like uh, what is it a um a um, Brooke? What is the word? A regency? Not a no. It's like an achieved girl. It's um oh um an accomplished an accomplished. They use this <laughs> phrase like she's an accomplished woman. They're like they know languages and they and they play the, and piano. They play the piano and they or the play harpsichord. yes and then they you know they 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 read multiple books a week and they're like all of these things mm-hmm. and it's like you can like it, they can ride horses and they can cook and they can hunt and they can do like all, they can sew and they can whatever I, mm-hmm. i'm not trying to be misogynistic but that at the time was that was a thing and so but i look at that and i'm like no that's kind of like what else can you do like I get it's I get like because the question in LA is what do you do or maybe what else are you interested in or, or like I guess so but like I like the other stuff like whenever you ask someone I don't know people who are transparent it's just more interesting when people are open about their lives I hate when you have to dig stuff out and also it's like what if what do you do if you're if that's all you are then we have problems 
Right, so you like so you think an interesting person is a person who is interested in music and movies and culture and politics and just things in general. Yeah, like I, you know, like shout out to every person who works for a church. But when they only want to talk about church, I'm like, you're boring. Like I want to almost never talk about it <laughs> because because everything we do. Because I'm in a place now where I feel like everything we do is is a, it's like. It has become our environment and our sure. atmosphere. So by not talking about it, we are still talking about it, and we naturally come back <laughs> to it. But like, but we start, but it starts in music, or it, it finishes in fashion, or like mm-hmm. it, be, or it, it's a book, or it's chess, or it's. Mm-hmm. And there's so many of these different outlets, and then we can bring it back home to what we care about the most. But I do feel like those are the things that make me interested in other people. Is their their differences, their quirkiness? Like my friend Dan Spillman, who listens to this podcast, so he's gonna know I'm talking about him. Hey, Dan. Dan is the most quirky person alive, but he's li- but like I stand in awe of him when I talk to him. I'm like you're literally a genius, and I don't know if you're quite sure all the time. <laughs> but he he's like but he like is specific. He likes things the way he likes things, mm-hmm. and it's why I like working with him because he he's an architect and he sees the world in such a specific way, <laughs> and he organizes in that way in his brain. And then but we like almost. Like we'll surf and we'll talk about architecture for like two hours in the water, and I'm bugging him, I'm drilling him, like asking what projects he worked on, well, how did he get here, what were the decisions he made, but you just has like this a different layer than just what his architecture is, like his family and his relationships and mm-hmm. what he's interested in, and you know you would never know from meeting him outside of a Monday through Friday that he's yeah. an architect. Yeah, it's funny because like I, as I was thinking about people who I find to be really interesting, and right. Couple people, oh, quite a few people come to mind, but two of them right away is I have this friend named Albert Aquino, and then I have this friend named so Kevin Liu. So true. And uh, some of the things that are in common to me about both of them is that they're interested in everything. Everything. <laughs> they're interested in culture. They're interested in fashion. They're interested in yeah. sports. It, it's almost like you could just go from topic to topic and subject to subject, and it's just so natural because you don't even have to say, hey, I'm changing the subject. It, it's, just, it's just a roller coaster. It's just this like natural if, ebb and flow of, of relationship and interest. And If you followed Kevin Liu on Instagram, you'd think he's a chef. <laughs> like I'm like, how how do you cook Doug Confit in your house during during the, the quarantine? He's while like, I got you a, a recipe. Yeah, while you're painting a masterpiece. <laughs> yes, like he's actually, like, you know, he's actually, like, yeah. he sells his paintings to, like, really, fi- like, famous five-star hotels and, like, does hundreds of paintings for and the rooms. We're and we're talking about that, and I'm featuring yes. him in my upcoming line. Are you? I am. How are you featuring him? Well, um... Well, the next season? No, this season. I haven't seen him on this season. Oh, well, you he? don't know. It's it's a it's oh, a little sort of a secret because when I was in uh, KL, when the world um, was traveling, when we could go to Malaysia freely, right? Uh, I was talking to him about the way of the warrior, okay. uh, my last book, and mm-hmm. I said, Kevin, I want you to create an image for me, a painting that describes the warrior of peace. And, uh, and and I, I think in our conversations, I don't know why, but I've always been interested in dandelions. And and so he had this art piece he made for me, and it's hanging in my house. The dandelions uh, are him? The dandelion blowing in the wind. No way. So I called him in uh, KL, and I said, hey, I'm going to come out with a new line, and I want to do a few really unique prints. Could I do something inspired by the dandelion that you painted for me that is a, a visual image of the warrior of peace? And he said, I would be so honored. Oh, that's so cool. And so I, I have it. some pieces coming out this next that's week. That's so cool. And so when you see the dandelion, it's actually uh, inspired by Kevin Liu. He's and so the image cool. he created based on the warrior of peace. So, and so I love that. I love it. But I love people who are interested in everything. They're just they're interested in life and they're interested in... Uh, and even things that are obscure, I, I mean, you know me, you guys, 
would always bug me because I'm interested in animals and insects and in uh, the weirdest way. I'm always studying like biology and so much. Uh, you love science. I love science and and uh, I love studying black holes and supernovas and uh, you, you, you know it just uh, event horizons and all that stuff. Just it just absolutely fascinates me. But there's not a lot of people you can talk about all these things with. And so for me, finding interesting people is one of the great gifts in life. You know what I realized? You talk, we would, I, should we go political a little bit or no? Stay positive. Should stay, we stay positive. positive? Okay. Stay positive. We can we'll stay positive. We're, we're, we're 30 minutes in. Should we wrap it up and just say thank you to everyone who's listening? All right, but I, I, I want to give them like a package. Okay. Today. But they got a package. They got a package because we're they talking got about passion. how to make your day's most, day most productive. And we talk about passion. Bring your passion to every day. Yes. What else? Bringing collaboration to your life and to Find, all the things don't you do. Don't do it alone. Find people who can help yes. you achieve uh, great things. Well, you and help them yes, achieve great things. Yes, that's the thing. Yes. That is the thing. Yes. That is what I miss about New York City. <laughs> New York, New York. <laughs> See, it was a diff there's like a different meaning when people ask you in New York, what do you do? Mm -hmm. I felt like the intention was they're like ruthless mm -hmm. to achieve. So they would always help you because they knew if they helped you, you'd be willing to help them. See, but I Whereas, like that collaboration. I, I love, love it. that. It felt like a transaction, mm -hmm. but it was also a relational transaction. Yeah. But we're in LA. It's like, what do you do? How can you help me? Mm -hmm. I always, that's how I always feel about LA. And I can't cause I don't produce movies <laughs> and I don't direct. So like I have no interest in even saying what I do mm -hmm. other than like you can come and find out and get to know me. Like I hate, I'll never tell anyone what we do right away because I'm like, no, if that's, you want surface level connection or if you're actually interested, you can come and let us know. Mm -hmm. And like, and by, by like relationship and over time, whereas in New York, I'm like, I felt like people were really fascinated by differences. Yeah. And so if like you knew you worked or you were highly spiritual, you were highly this people, it didn't, it didn't make people nervous. It made people like more interested. Like, okay, you're genuinely unique. I don't know. I, I feel like LA has got to step it up sometimes. And, and maybe uh, focus on helping others, see, others succeed before you focus on getting others to help you yes. succeed. What can you do for someone else? And the third thing we looked at for being highly productive is hard work. Well, I said commitment. Oh, commitment, yeah. But you said hard work. Yeah, commitment. I think it, it's that sense of determination. Yes. And that you're Drive. just not going to give up when it's hard. Even though I would like to give up when it's hard. And there are days we're tired and we don't want to do bad already. Yeah. And then we get up, we get in here, and then once you're doing it, honestly, I quit. What did I? What was? Was it Friday or Saturday? I quit. I was like, I think I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. Forty nine. I'm good. I can't get to fifty. <laughs> I can't. And then someone made me mad, and I was like, I can get to fifty. No, but here we are, episode fifty. I'm so excited. I am Congratulations. Excited we got here. This is so good. And it's just about hard work, determination, consistency, getting in there and yes. and watching good things happen because you do hard work. I know. And so I want to thank every single person who shares the episode each and every week, who posts about us, who DMs us, who emails us, who's a part of the journey and honestly like follow the Instagram email us and, and just but but more than anything, like I think we gotta shut down that email. I don't know, honestly, I can't even email everybody back. I'm trying. <laughs> you, like, comment in the comments, and I will see them. And That's keep the like comments brief. Thing. No, I love the long. Okay, never but, mind. But, but no, no, no. <laughs> but no, but no, but no, no. Too long should be a DM. Okay. Like, sometimes it's like, like, I get it, but... I just feel like comments should be brief. They should not be like essays. You, no, you it should be. I delete a lot of the essays. Yeah. So is it Tiptofan? Tryptophan. Tryptophan. So... Fight the tryptophan. Fight do, the sleepiness. Do not let yourself move into lethargy. 
Let's finish December strong. Let's be productive every single day. Let's do something good every day for the month of December. Yes. I want to read a quote, but keep going. Oh, that's good. You're going to read a quote. We're going to, we're upgrading. Now, now we're bringing education into this. No, <laughs> but keep going. 30 days to be your most productive self. Every day, pick one thing you're going to do. At the end of the day, you're going to look back and say, I'm proud that I did that. I'm, I'm, I, I gave everything I had. I brought my passion. I brought people together, collaborated, and I, um, I worked hard at doing this. And I guarantee you that eventually hard work will be mistaken for talent. I'm just trying to figure out who, oh, this quote by, this, this poem by Dylan Thomas, it's, at the, it's in Interstellar that I love, and it says, do not go gentle into that good night. And it has nothing mm. to do with this podcast. No, it does. Except do for, I'm trying to find the full night. one. Oh. oh, here it is. Do not go gentle in that good night. Old age should burn and rave at close of day. Rage, rage against the dying of the light. I love that one. Good men, the last wave by, crying how bright their, f their frail deeds might have danced in a green bay. I don't know what that means. Rage, rage against the dying of the light. I love this, this poem so much. Okay, I'm good. No, I, I want you to say it one more time. But no, I want no, you to but say it's so it with, long. It says it like eight times. Do not opening go gentle into that good night. Rage, rage against the dying of the light. Mm, I love that. That's so good. Mm. Do not go gentle into the night. Bow, 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 bow. Battle ready. Here we Battle go. ready. Rate and review this podcast on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, Comment on Instagram, DM us, let us know you're listening, you're watching, share this with your friends. Honestly, the fact that this thing keeps growing and the fact that you keep listening is the greatest honor, and we love it so much. And we're so excited. We want to be with you uh, because you've chosen to be with us. Honestly, I think we need to do a tour and we need to do a book, a battle ready book and a battle ready tour. All right. So that'd be super fun. If you Take want to put a comment, tell but, us where we should go. All right. I'll say this if yeah. we get a hundred unique comments from a city, that's going to be our first cities that we're going to go to. 100%. All right. So if we get 100 unique comments from New York or Chicago or Miami or wherever it may be, that's where we're going to set up our tour. All right. Let's go. All, All right. Ready. Here we go.